Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. We're going to read together from John chapter 20, verses 28 to 31. Ito po ay huling linggo nung pag-uusap natin on unwrapping the present, that God, uh, that God has a present, a gift for each of us this Christmas season and that you might not miss it. And we want to be able to unwrap that present. And we've learned at the beginning that Jesus is the Logos, that Jesus is the Lamb of God, that Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of Man. And today, we're going to, uh, we're going to explore uh, receiving life in His name. Receiving life in His name. John chapter 20, we begin reading from verse 28 and then we'll pray. Verse 28, Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. Lord, thank you for the life that comes from you. Thank you for the life that comes from believing in you. And our prayer is that our families would continue to believe in you. That those of us, Lord, who have not yet believed, that we would believe in you today. And that we would receive your life. The life that encompasses beyond what we're experiencing now. I'm praying that we would be able to receive that kind of abundant life, eternal life, that resurrection life that comes from you, God. Allow us to experience that all over again. In Jesus' name, amen. Today is that final week that we unwrap the present. And uh, Pastor Jansen was here two weeks ago, right? Two Sundays ago. And he talked about Thomas's response. Binanggit niya mismo to. When Pastor Jansen, uh, when Pastor Jansen talked about Thomas not believing initially, and then Thomas's encounter was, he, he came to that point and recognized, you're my Lord and my God. Matindi talaga. Now, if you would go back to the previous weeks, um, John the Beloved encountered Jesus and said he's the Logos. John the Baptist encountered Jesus and said he's the Lamb of God. Philip and Nathaniel encountered Jesus and they said in turn, no, they knew that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, and Jesus revealed himself to be the Son of Man also. All of those terms referring to Jesus being the Messiah that they were waiting for. And finally, in this ito pong huling week na to, yung encounter ni Thomas, that he encountered Jesus and said, My Lord and my God. Nothing could be more direct than that. Jesus did not stop him. Jesus did not correct him. In fact, Jesus' response was, He acknowledged that now finally, Thomas believed. Pag sinabi pong my Lord and my God, that, uh, that affirms the deity of Jesus. That Jesus himself is God. And as we worship Jesus or we worship the Father, interchangeable po yun. Because Jesus is the glory of the Father revealed in human flesh. Which is why when people encounter Jesus in the New Testament, in the Gospel, sa mga kwento, when they just spent the afternoon with Him, they came back saying, oh, this is the Messiah. When Philip uh, simply had a chance to, you know, to encounter Jesus and Jesus said, follow me, Philip said to Nathaniel, grabe Nathaniel, I found he, he of whom was said by Moses and the prophets in, in, uh, in, the, in the Old Testament. 
And then Nathaniel, just a quick encounter with Jesus. And Jesus says, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. And then he, Nathaniel learns that Jesus saw him while he was under the fig tree. In that moment, he also blurts out, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Ganun na ba yung level ng encounter mo, Kilord? Yung katulad nung kay Thomas, that he would actually blurt out and say, My Lord and my God, have you come to that? Ganong klaseng pag-uusap. You know, it's, I, I'm, I'm praying that each one of us would have a very deep, strong encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ that would cause you to come to the same conclusion. For Thomas, it was because he did not see Jesus yet before in the previous meetings. But now finally, he saw Jesus after the resurrection. And he concludes, my Lord and my God. In the, in the letters of Paul, he would also say that Jesus was declared with power to be the Son of God by His resurrection from the dead. Jesus was declared with power to be the Son of God by His resurrection from the dead. So Thomas comes to that conclusion when he, came to, when he saw Jesus resurrected again from the dead. And then Jesus, in a sense, rebukes him also. <laughs> Have you believed because you've seen me? O kaya ka lang naniwala kasi nakita mo na ako. O buti na lang, buti pa yung mga tao that would believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's our first, uh, first insight coming from this passage. That blessed are those who have, who have not seen and yet have believed. And in reality, that talks about all of us. I mean, you, 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 you weren't there. Hindi naman tayo nabuhay nung, nung, nung 0 AD. Um, you were not able to actually walk the streets of Jerusalem or Galilee or Judea. And you've only read the Bible and heard the testimonies of countless people and you have believed. Jesus says, you're blessed. Blessed are you because even though you have not seen, you have believed. Even though you just read, you have believed. Even though you just heard, you have believed. Even though you haven't seen Jesus face to face, you have believed. But, and I'd go so far as to say, I think to a certain degree, we've also already seen Jesus in our lives. Narin naman. Right? You've already encountered Him to a certain degree. And as a result, you have believed. And that's a blessed thing. Jesus, in fact, affirms that and says, that's exactly the way to go. So, in fact, as we read further in the book of John, it says there, verse 30, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. So, in fact, the Gospel of John was written with you in mind. With you in mind. John the Beloved, John the Apostle already understood that we're writing this down for the future generations. Those who would only hear of Jesus and yet would believe. Those who would not be able to see Him face to face and yet would believe. And then He says, the purpose of the book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. I like to say that, emphasize that, that these things are written, the Gospel of John, and by extension, every other book in the New Testament. Those are written. The Bible has been written so that you may believe. It does not make sense that after reading the Bible, what you only have is a greater knowledge of history, and yet you have not believed. I, I had a chance, I have a friend na, ano na, who's a contractor, a civil engineer, and uh, he lives in Noveleta, Cavite. And uh, he also leads the Gideons. 
yung Gideons po. Familiar kayo sa Gideons? And then, itong, but prior to the Christmas season, we had a chance to be able to meet up with their family. And in, in my, his name is Albert also. Ako po ay Alberto, siya naman ay Albert. In my conversations with him, and he was, say, he was saying that, grabe yung mga kwento ng mga tao pagdating dun sa kung paano nakarating yung gospel sa kanila because of the simple Gideon's Bible. Quick question, survey. How many of you have received a Gideon Bible when you were still younger? Younger, a student maybe. Oh, wow. And I was telling my own testimony to, to, to my friend. I, I said, during college, first year college, naglalakad kami palabas ng campus, may namibigay, those small blue books. And then, you know, uh, some people use it, use it as an agimat. They make, they make sure na daladala mo yan lagi ganyan para safe ka sa mga biyahe mo. So, that's not the way to use the Bible. That does not affect, affect you in, in that way. In fact, you gotta open it and read it. And I was telling him, coming home from first year college, going back to Bicol, I remember that summer, you know, when I was in my own room and I was reading the Bible almost every night, that Gideon's Bible. Malinaw na malinaw pa yung mata ko nun, okay? So, hindi pa kailangan ng salamin. Ang liit nun, di ba? You remember that? And I would open it and I would just read it I would just read it. And it was a very small thing. I was not even able to finish it. But I was telling him that paved the way for me to get to know God even better. I already was a Christian by that time, but I have not read the Bible prior. My brother shared the gospel with me, but now I'm actually reading the Bible and getting to know God myself. And these things were written that I may believe. These things were written that I may believe the son, that Jesus indeed is the Son of God. Meaning, he is Lord. He is God. Yes, He is man, yet He is God. And that has huge implications. Because everything, if Jesus is indeed God, then He is to be believed in everything He says. And if everything He says is true, then you have no choice. You cannot believe half lamang. You can't believe only half and say, Oh yeah, I believe Jesus to be my guide in life. He's a really good teacher. Oh, I believe in Jesus as a like a moral leader. He's a moral leader. He leads people to a moral life. Oh, I believe in Jesus. I think he's like a positive revolutionary that lived more than 2,000 years ago and has affected change in the world. Those fall short. Each one of them falls short. When you say, oh, I believe in Jesus, in God as my provider. He's the one who takes care of us. I believe in Jesus as my deliverer. He's the one who, who delivers us from, from certain danger. Oh, I believe in Jesus to be my friend. Oh, I believe in Jesus to be the one who gives me wisdom. All of those are really good. But all of those fall short. Because believing in Jesus means believing in everything He says about Himself. And the major thing that he said about himself is that God is his Father and that the Father and I are one. In fact, that got him crucified. Think about that for a moment. What was it? What was Jesus' sin in the eyes of the Sanhedrin? Of the le religious leaders of their day? It was not because he did miracles. It was not because he taught the Beatitudes. It was not because he healed many people. It was not because he taught about the law. No, it was because he blasphemed God. And by blasphemy, because he, a mere human, claimed to be God. Which is why they wanted to stone him. Middle pa lang nung ministry ni Jesus. Which is why towards the end, they said crucify him because that is what he did that's worthy of death. Hindi pe pwedeng half-baked ang belief kay Jesus. 
Hindi pa pwedeng kalahati lamang. Hindi pa pwedeng, ah, gusto ko lang matutunan ang lahat ng kanyang mga sinasabi. You know, um, psychologists have studied the Beatitudes of Matthew 5 to 6. And they've said this. They've said this, no? This is the most Uh, the most uh, comprehensive description of a healthy mental and emotional life. That would be the conclusion of psychologists of the Beatitudes, Matthew 5 to 6. And, and yet, as great as that description is, it falls short because Jesus did not come to just give good teaching. Jesus came to receive your allegiance. Jesus came to present Himself as your Lord and your God. Will you believe in Him that way? Because then, then it changes the way you respond to God. Everything He says now, because He is God, He is Lord, then I give my 100% to Him. I respond to Him. I worship Him. I do not give my allegiance or worship to any other thing, any other pursuit. Nothing else consumes my heart. Nothing else means more than my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. It changes things when you recognize that Jesus is your Lord and your God and that He is the Son of God. That He is the Son of God. The conclusion, Jesus is the Son of God. And my question is, have you believed? Have you believed? We're going to ask that question again towards the end of this message. But there's a huge impact when you believe. Primary, primarily, the Apostle John would say this, that by believing, you may have life in His name. Life in His name. The Christmas season is a beautiful reminder of how this life comes back to us again. Of how this life can be accessible. Of how Emmanuel, God with us, that He could actually be near. That He is not away from you. That He is not far. That His promises are far from being fulfilled. Christmas season is a time to be reminded that life and everything that God promised is accessible. It is within reach. You can experience it all over again. Which means, no excuse in terms of the things in my life that do not reflect life. No excuse. If there is any area of my life that does not reflect the kind of life that comes from God, then I should be able to go to God and say, Lord, ito pong area ng darkness. Ito pong area ng sickness. Lord, ito pong area ng dysfunction sa buhay ko. I pray that life may come to me now because I have believed and that by believing, I receive life in your name. And that's our final insight from this. That by believing, you may have life. Now, what we're gonna do next, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through portions of the book of the Gospel of, of, the Gospel of John. Because when, G, when John the Apostle said, these things were written that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in His name, what was the life that He was talking about? Ano kaya yung life na yon? And then, so what we'll do is that we'll get how John the Apostle mentioned life in the whole Gospel. And what that meant. Nang sinabi niya na life, he was talking about every other mention of life. And there's more than 15 of those that were mentioned in the whole book. We'll go through around four lang. Apat. The first one. That this life is the light of life. In him was life. John 1 verse 4. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now if you remember, John 1 is a reflection of Genesis 1. In the beginning... In the beginning, 
there was nothing. In the beginning, God said. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And then he would mention about light. That he's the light. And that light, that life, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. You go back to Genesis 1. Everything was darkness. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And we understand this both from science and from experience that the sun enables us to live, literally. The light, the energy from the sun enables us to live. The energy that was created, diba? Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. But because God creates something out of nothing, when He spoke, light came. Let there be light. And that light was the beginning of life. At least in the creation, the known world. Pero sa context natin, when Jesus said, in Him was life, and that life, and the life is the light of men. Now, he, this tells us that the life that Jesus makes available for you will be your light. Ang effect po ng sun sa earth is that it enables us to live. That's the energy, the heat. You remove the sun, we all die. So yung palang, source of life naka, nakaagad siya. Pero maliban doon, Jesus also refers to the sun when He talks about daylight. In John also. And then He says, Oh, maglakad na kayo ng maayos habang may ilaw pa. While there's still light. Otherwise, you will stumble. The opposite of light is darkness. And when there is darkness, there is no life. In addition to that, you will stumble. When you think about that for a moment, what does that mean? in terms of the life that has been made accessible to you. This light that comes from Jesus brings you life and brings you direction. You no longer need to stumble through life, to mumble and fumble through life, not knowing how to step, where to go, what to do. You don't need to be in confusion anymore. You don't need to be in a place of no direction. You don't need to be in a place not knowing what to do. You don't need to be in a place of uncertainty anymore because this life is also the light of men. Brings you life, illuminates where you are, enables you to know the path you should take and makes sure that you do not stumble. That's the light of men. The light of life. The second one, eternal life. Maliban sa light of men, Jesus also spoke of eternal life. Of course, we know this. John chapter 3, verse 16. You could close your eyes and actually, uh, you know, recite it, di ba? For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, to perish means to actually yung Meron pong view, perspective sa mundo. Iba-iba ng perspective no? pagdating sa anong mangyayari sa atin pag namatay ka. May tinatawag na annihilationism. Ibig sabihin ng annihilationism, this life is the only life there is. After this, after this there is no more. So in fact, ang mangyayari sa'yo, you'll poof. You'll be gone from the universe. You will, know, you will cease to exist. But Jesus has another story for you. You will never cease to be exist. To, to exist because the spirit that God put in you is indestructible and will not perish, will last forever. You will live forever. The spirit that God gave you, it will not perish. It's imperishable. So you will not really poof. Hindi ka mawala. Ang tanong, 
what will happen to you after this life? Will your eternity be eternity with God or will your eternity be with eternal punishment? So it's either eternal life or kaya eternal punishment but you will not cease to exist. You'll continue to exist even, even beyond that. And Jesus promises this, that I have come. I have come, no? Jesus, the, the promise is that you shall not perish, but you shall have eternal life. To be with God forever. And did you know that this eternal life, this eternal life begins now? Kasi, eternal life has no end for us. But this, when you receive the life that comes from Jesus, this is the beginning of that life. There is no discontinuity when it comes to your life from this point forward. You will not poof, but rather you will live on to be with God forever. Which now brings us to the third kind of life, the abundant life. If eternity, if eternal life already begins now, then this early you can experience this abundant life that Jesus has promised. Now the thief thou comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We understand that. But the Son of God came. But I came that they may have life. You and me. And you might have it in other translations more abundantly. Did you see that? Multiple superlatives. The idea of life is already powerful in light of death. Pero maliban dun sa indestructible life na yan, that you might have it abundantly. Not only that, that you might have it more abundantly. I mean, whoa, Lord, that's the promise that you've given us. Yes, yun yung nakaabang para sa'yo. Question, have you accessed that? Have you believed in that? Have you received that abundant life that God has prepared for you? A big part of that abundant life is walking in relationship with Jesus. Because as you continue to walk in relationship with Jesus, you experience Him in your life. He leads you towards obedience. He leads you towards the, the, way, the way to live the life you have. Because if you continue to live your life the way you want to live it, there might not necessarily be life in that path. A man may think that his way is perfect, you know, but it could lead to destruction. Pero, if you stay in relationship with Jesus, He leads you in the path of abundant life. All of a sudden, now, if you will obey God and say sorry, then reconciliation happens. Life happens has been infused to your relationship. If you'll obey God and begin working, then suddenly there's a place for you to experience abundance. If you'll obey God and do righteous practices at work and in your business, then before you know it, the Lord makes that area of your life abound even more. And it affects everything else. The abundant life that God has prepared for you is walking with Jesus Himself in relationship with Him. And then you respond in obedience so that He could lead you to green pastures, to quiet waters, so that He might restore your soul. Yun ang nakaabang para sa atin. Question, willing ka bang i-access yun? Or will you persist in living your life the way you want to, insisting that God should bless what you want and make sure that, you know, those blessings would follow you even though you're doing life the way you want to? Would you be willing to say, to yield and say, God, o nga no, Parang may, may resistance. Ha? Parang yung buhay para kang umaandar pero naka-handbrake. Alam niyo yun? Nasubukan ko na yun. Iisip ako, ba't tumutunog ng tumutunog yung sasakyan? Malayo-layo nang narating ko. Ba't tumutunog pa rin? Naka-seatbelt na ako eh. Ba't tumutunog pa din? Naka-handbrake pa pala ako. Tapos gano'n na gano'n ang buhay. 
You're already a Christian, but your life pigil. It's subdued. For some reason, you can't experience that kind of joy that other people say they have now that they are in Jesus Christ. For some reason, you can't experience that as much. Now you understand. Naka-handbrake eh. The way you believe in Jesus, kalahati lang. The way you obey Jesus, kalahati lang. The way you pursue Jesus, kalahati lang. The way you, and the way you love Jesus, kalahati lang. There's so many clutter, there's so much clutter that's in your heart. That's not, which is why you're not able to give all of yourself to God, all of your family to God, all of your dreams to God, all of your lifestyle to God. Would you be willing to instead say, ah, every other thing that I do that is opposite obedience to God, that's actually the thief coming in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I just think it's nice. I just feel more convenient with that kind of life. But the thief is actually stealing from me. The thief is actually preventing me. The thief is the handbrake that's preventing me from experience the abundant life that God has prepared. Sana for my family that I could have begun to experience 10 years ago, I had surrendered it all completely to God right at the beginning. How my life would have been different had I lived it in complete submission to the Lord Jesus Christ, how abundant my life would have been, how different it would have been. What, what would have been the impact pagdating sa health and well-being mo mismo? Is it possible that all of the mental turmoil, the emotional unrest that you feel is because you're holding on to things of this life rather than giving it up completely to God? Could it be possible that your depression and anxiety is coming from a refusal to let go and struggling with God? Through and through. Could it be that, you know, that all of the worry that you feel is because you're still holding on to the steer, the steering wheel of your life instead of going to the passenger seat and letting Jesus be the one who would drive your life completely from now on? Could it be? Ano kaya ang difference pagdating sa health and well-being mo? Family. Would your family be different? Would the family dynamic be different? Would the love, the harmony, the relationship be different? had I submitted my life completely to the Lord? What would happen to my relationships, my friendships, my extended... What would have happened to the provision in our life? Ito. The, the abundant life that God has prepared for you has so much possibility. So much possibility. Which we would never know. Because ito sana yung hinanda ni Lord para sa'yo. But you've stayed here. And you would not cho- you'd choose not to move, to move forward with God. And you're only experiencing just a little portion of the abundant life that God has prepared for you. We challenge you all over again. This Christmas season, sabi natin, di ba, last week, come and see. Tara! Come to Jesus and see for yourself how great and wonderful the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Son of Joseph, the Messiah, the King of Israel is. How wonderful He is. And then at the end of that afternoon that you spend with him, you also come to the conclusion the way John and Andrew would say, Oh man, we have met the Messiah. We've met the Messiah. Final one, the fourth kind of life that John the Apostle mentions in the gospel is the resurrection life. Jesus said to her, referring to Martha, this is in the context of the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. 
Jesus spoke to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. I mean, whoa, Lord, that, that's powerful and awesome. So he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. Meaning, you really won't die. At some point in life, you will be resurrected again from the dead. That part we understand now from scripture. So that's consistent with eternal life. My life does not get snuffed out. My life will continue on even beyond the grave. But at some point, at some point in history, everyone will be resurrected. When everyone gets resurrected, some will resurrect unto eternal damnation. Some will resurrect unto eternal life. And Jesus says, I am that resurrection life. I am the resurrection and the life. Such that if you believe in me, if you believe in me, you will, even though you die, yet you will live. And in order to prove that, he raised Lazarus from the dead. In order to prove the validity of his statement. And then he says, even if you die, because all of us will die at some point. I mean, remember, Lazarus no longer walks the earth today. So at some point, he still died. <laughs> he still died. So, but even if he would die, says there, he, everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. In the end, death is but a bluff. Death is but a threshold unto eternal life. You know, death is a point, it's a line that you cross in order for you to proceed with the rest of eternity. The eternal life that God has promised for you. So yes, it is difficult. It is, it is grievous. Uh, grievous for us, especially for us na mga naiwan dito sa mundo. But for those who would pass on beyond the grave, there's so much life that awaits them in God. Which to us is actually hope and good news. So which means Jesus, J Jesus' experience of being resurrected from the dead, it says in the letters, in, in Paul's epistles, he says, He is the firstborn among the dead. Siya lang nauna. Susunod tayo lahat. We will all be resurrected from the dead as well. So let me try to wind this down now. This is the life. Examples of life that we see in the whole book, the Gospel of John. He's the light of life, eternal life, abundant life, and the resurrection life. Which means this. There is no way for darkness to continue in your life. If there is still darkness in your life, any area of sin that still you struggle with, you hold on to, any area of lies, any area of unforgiveness, it does not have a place in your life anymore. Any area of confusion that you don't know what decision to make, there is no need for that darkness to persist because Jesus is the light of life. You can receive life in His name. You will no longer perish. I mean, that's an assurance from Scripture. Such that even if we die, we will still get resurrected from the dead. The thief no longer has power over you. Even when the thief would come to steal, to kill, and to destroy, the Lord Jesus came that you might have life and might have it more abundantly. And finally, death is but a bluff. You'll pass beyond death unto resurrection to be with God forever. Question. Would you believe? Would you believe? That by believing, you may have life in His name. Now, belief is a choice. In fact, in fact, Jesus would ask the same question to Martha. Do you believe this? Which means you can opt to receive or refuse this life that comes from Jesus. Now, in John, in John chapter 5, 
Jesus spoke of that also. Sabi niya rin sa mga taong nakikinig, even to the Pharisees, teachers of the law, the rest of the people who were listening as he was teaching, he says, basa kayo ng basa ng scripture. Galing. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Punta ka ng punta ng church. Galing. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Lead ka ng lead ng Bible study. Galing. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Trabaho ka ng trabaho at simula ka ng simula ng negosyo. Galing. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. You continue to live on, to, to, to live on this path of Christianity. Galing! But only motions of religion because you refuse to come to me to have life. Would you today, as we prepare for the following year, once again believe and consecrate all of our lives to be given over to God? Because it's not just in reading the scripture or going through the motions of religion. It is actually in becoming to Jesus that we might be able to receive the life that He has promised. That you may believe. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.